Warning, this show describes graphic sexual situations and is for mature audiences only. I guess we can go back to Pooh because you only did like half of hers. Um, no, with the Pooh stuff, I think with the 11th house, right? I think we got through. We stopped at six or seven. It was like, I remember you said my relationships, but you never said anything about sex. <laughs> she oh. did. <laughs> no, not for me. Oh, yes, she did. Because she was like, you get like distracted and stuff. Oh. Yeah, so you kind of the, because um, I think I stopped with the ninth house because you both had the Jupiter in the ninth, and that's where I kind of connected yeah. um, Jasmine in your chart. Uh-huh. So, who for you, um, I mentioned the eighth house was Gemini, and I basically mentioned that you were in your head a lot. Okay, sex, yeah. And that, so, um, if you want me to elaborate on that, I can go back and talk about more like our intimate partners and things like that. But just finishing off your natal chart, um, we can, uh, you know, we mentioned the ninth. And so we can go ahead and go to the 10th house, which will be Leo for you. And Leo at the top of our chart uh, or at the top of your chart is going to be um, a profession where, I mean, you're going to be dealing with hair. Okay. So you're going to be dealing with so, but um, what I mentioned with Jasmine, as far as all the Leo stuff, um, you know, beautifying yourself, making yourself, um, you know, look presentable and things like that. But it's going to be for you in the house of your career. So Leo for you is going to be something where it's using your creativity and your profession. So it doesn't have to do with hair, but I just said that just because Leo's have to do a lot with names, like my son is Leo, and he has like big curly uh, hairs. So um, for you, uh, it doesn't have to be that, but if it is, and that, you know, kind of is on point. Um, but anything that is uh, Leo-like, so you could be, you know, singing, you could do anything that's creative, um, or anything like on stage or anything like that. Um, for you, your 11th house is Virgo, and Virgo in the 11th is going to be a person that, um, you know how I mentioned before that you may not be quick to do actions and things like that? You're going to be a little bit more quicker to do those if you're around like a group of people. So, for example, if your friend called you up and they wanted to, you know, go out and they just wanted to, you know, go out and get some drinks, if you guys were all getting together, uh, getting ready together, you would be a lot quicker. But if you were by yourself, you would be taking your sweet old top. Like, it's really hard to do it by if you're around a lot of people, you, you can get worked up. Um, so your 12th house then is going to be Libra. And Libra is um, ruled, by the sign, uh, ruled by the planet Venus. And Venus has to do with our you know, beauty and the things that we're attracted to. Um, it also has to do with taking care of ourselves. And Libra is also the sign where it's um, the diplomatic sign. So it has to do with making decisions. 
So for you in the house of secret and in the house of things that are hidden or hidden from yourself, it's going to be hard for you to make decisions. It's going to be hard for you to be decisive um, about, you know, the bigger decisions in life. Like, you know, going to the grocery store and deciding on what you want for lunch is going to be easy. But those bigger decisions are like, where do you want to end up living? Or what, you know, if you're taking, if you're in college and you're taking a major, you kind of don't know which one you want to pick or whatever. Um, so for you, making decisions is going to be somewhat difficult. But, um, you know, you can work through that by sticking to the things that you actually like. Like, don't overexert yourself and start saying yes to a whole bunch of things that you really don't care about. Because then you're just going to overexert yourself and you're going to be doing too much. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So from, I guess, the 10th house on, do you have any kind of feedback or any questions from them? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you said the Leo was in my career, and I'm in cosmetology, so that's hair. Okay. I, have, I have my license. Okay. Shit. But do you use that license? I don't. Mm. Because, because, like you said, on my 12th, I'm indecisive. Mm -hmm. But do you see the wealth coming from her hair? From... Are you asking about money? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, for Pooh, your second house is Sagittarius. So I don't see... Something that has to do with travel. So, like, um, I ain't been no damn way. Oh, <laughs> well, you better go fast, girl. Right. The money and the travel, girl, you better get big books made somewhere. Do <laughs> you like to like to travel? I don't know. I've never been nowhere. <laughs> so, do you like the idea of travel? Hell yeah. <laughs> I plan in my head that I'm getting the hell away from here, but I'm gonna do it. And then place You have Jupiter in the ninth already, naturally, like natally. So your your mental state is kind of already there. I mean, you could basically, you know, set up your living room to, you know, be a Hawaiian theme, and you feel like you're there. You know, so it doesn't necessarily have to mean you'll travel. But as far as you know, where you're gonna make money from, it's gonna be doing those type of fiery things. So the the second house, sixth house, and the tenth house is where we can look for, um, I guess, like financial abundance, like where you would be making money. It's not just one chart, it's not just one area, but for you, that would be Sagittarius in the second, and Aries in the sixth, and then the uh, tenth house, Leo. So, all of those themes. So, when, when you do a, a reading with me, I'll let you know exactly what you know all those things are if you wanted to change you know careers or solidify what actually want <laughs> we can talk later. Okay. Shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was so I know you went over I know you went over my chart with me last Sunday when you were briefing me, but I think did y'all want to hear my chart? Yes. Okay. Could you do my chart for the ladies? Yes, I'm pulling it up now. So, Missy, you are a leap rising, and everything about your physical appearance is beautiful, 
So, um, you know, when people first meet you or first see you, they are going to think that there's something beautiful about you. It doesn't have to be your entire, you know, person or um, your entire your entire physical look, but something about you is going to be physically attracting to other people. Um, and if it's not, then you're going to you're going to appear a certain way to kind of make sure that you're appealing to that person. So, um, you know, if a person around you is like um, really sassy, then you're going to appear in a sassy manner. Um, your second house is, and you have the first house, um, the planet Pluto, but it is um, kind of, if you see it now, you can see that it's cusping on the uh, second house, and cusping just means that it's moving more towards the energy of that second house. So uh, your second house is Scorpio. Your third house is Sagittarius. And third house Sagittarius just means that you, you like to mentally process, like, you like to mentally process different aspects of your life. So you're the type that would be very introspective as a child. Like you saw everything and you pointed it out to everyone. Like you would see if there was something in the family or something, nothing got past you basically as a child. Um, and with Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, those planets being in that house, your uh, siblings would have been kind of erotic, like not erotic, but erratic, where um, they're be coming and going. Like your relationships with your siblings is going to be like hot and cold. It's going to be, you know, kind of like um, we're best friends, but then we're not. And for the most part, it's going to take something having a close bond to make us really connect. Um, with Neptune being close to your uh, fourth house, it means that you like water and that you like to be around water. Um, Neptune for you is in Capricorn. So it means that when you were growing up, you had to do a lot of uh, responsibilities similar to food, and um, it required a lot of stability. So you yourself had to like figure out, even if everything else was chaotic around you, you had to like, uh, the chaos had to be somewhat internalized into like, okay, well, that's going on out there, but this is me and I am here. Um, your fifth house is Aquarius, and um, there's no planets in your fourth or fifth house. Your sixth house is uh, Pisces. Um, so, so with the fifth house being Aquarius and the sixth house being Pisces, it means that your interests, your, your, your hobbies are going to be something that is going to be, I guess, techno technological related, but it's also going to be something that's going to be out there. So something that is not of the norm. So you're going to like or gravitate towards people or things that is not like normal. Um, with Pisces being in the sixth, you're going to do things that's going to be healing for a dog. You're going to do things that is going to be kind of sort of metaphysical in some natures. And um, moving on to the seven, you have Aries in the seven, but you actually have the planet Jupiter. So I know that you asked me before, like, um, is, is it possible that you would you know, settle down? And I do see that in your chart because you have Jupiter in Aries. But remember what I mentioned before, Jupiter is um, like overindulgent. So an abundance uh, so you can have multiple marriages or multiple partners. <laughs> you better so, preach it, girl. Hey, Murray, if you just, you know, you're divorcing and then just getting married multiple times because you just, 
just living a life that is not really tied down. So it's, it's up to you, but I do see some type of, you know, there's a connection and there's a need for partnership with having a planet and basically having that, you know, Jupiter in there. There's a definite need for you to have a connection, but it's kind of like, what type of relationship do you want? Um, for the eighth, the eighth house, Nikki, um, I mentioned already that you have the eighth house Taurus, so you have your sun and Venus in the eighth house. Um, and then going on to the ninth house, we have Gemini. You have the um, you have Mercury, Mars, and then you also have Chiron in the ninth house. And so with Mercury and Mars in the ninth, it means that you're and it's in Gemini. So um, actually, yes. So the ninth house is Gemini for you, but Mercury and Mars is actually in the sign of Cancer. Okay, so can you see that on the chart where your ninth house has three planetary bodies, but it uh, actually moved over into the tenth? Can you see that, Missy? I gotta pull it back up in my DM. Okay, no, no problem. But um, I just wanted you to take a look at that, just because a lot of that is tied into that tenth house, and that means that a lot of that is tied into your profession. So the planet Mercury and the planet Mars is in the same sign as your moon, which is where your career is. So your emotions and your actions and your communication is all in that uh, career career field. Um, and then that's in the sign of Cancer. So for you at the top of your chart, that 10th house is going to be Cancer. And so that's going to be nurturing. That's going to be taking care of. That's going to be mothering. Um, and very much like what you do. Um, so that's very <laughs> maternal. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of dominatrix, a lot of the things that you, you know, the profession that you mentioned before, and that's a lot of like, you know, taking care of people. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, Missy, you have Leo in the um, as the eleventh sign and uh, planet in um, the eleventh. Um, I'm gonna just go back to just mention that that moon in your tenth um, is gonna basically mean that your feelings and emotions was very much tied to your your mom growing up. Like however she felt growing up, that's how you internalize your feelings to be. Whether they were true or not, like if she was outright angry, then you would be outright angry basically have no no outlet of your own until your adult life. Now that you know, you know, whoever the maternal figure was growing up that kind of made you feel certain ways, you're kind of now knowing how to process those feelings and you're kind of using other people as the method of doing that. Um, so for the 10th house, uh, I'm sorry, for the 11th um, sign Leo, that is going to be your um, friend group. So it's going to be... Um, you're going to want to shine around your friends, right? You're going to want to be the center of attention and you're going to want to like make sure that people know that you're the bomb. <laughs> so, in a crowd of people and they don't know, like they haven't noticed you yet, there's going to be something about you that you're going to like drop something or clash somebody or do something that's going to get somebody to move. And it's not going to be like hella like in everyone's face. 
but it's just going to be like, I'm here. Recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have the 12th sign at Virgo. So Virgo, I think I mentioned this for you to see that it's going to be something uh, difficult. Um, not difficult, but tightness, keeping things clean and things like that is going to be somewhat difficult for you. I think you mentioned that earlier. Just organized. Mm -hmm. So that's your chart, Missy. What's our, what's the sixth house again? I keep missing that. The sixth house, um, uh, as far as your sign or just in general? In general. So it's our it's our work and it's our like daily habits. So the things that we do every day. Okay. Um, the helpful habits. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Those are themes and um, yeah, like we do everything. Aww. Can you tell me what my moon is? My I have my rising star, my, my rising sign Libra. What is my moon? Cancer. And I think it's one more that you go over. My sun? Is it sun? Yes, sun Gemini, moon Cancer, and the Libra rising. Okay. Thank you. Anybody got any more questions? I wonder if we could do like a <laughs> like a follow up with you like later in season two. Like after I do like my one on one with her, mm -hmm. what she was saying, we can book a one on one with her. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we maybe we could do a, like a follow up with her. That would be dope. Like about the one the one on one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the category I picked to go deeper in. What do you think? So did we want to, I guess, round things up by talking about sexuality, or is that something that we wanted to uh, save for next time? Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I mean. Yeah, let's finish with that. Yeah, let's. Because my eighth house is Taurus. <laughs> and we are Tauruses. <laughs> <laughs> so for Taurus, I mean, uh, not for Taurus, for eighth house, um, yes, that would be where we would look for sex. Again, I mentioned the fifth house as far as affairs or things that we would be interested in. So um, we would look at the whole entire chart in itself. We would look for Venus, we would look for Mars, we would look for a number of different things. So in, talk of, in talking about um, sexuality or just who we would be interested in, um, we could look at a birth chart and just uh, see some of the, I guess, tendencies. So for me, I would say that I am straight, but I have quote unquote gay tendencies. So um, you're a little gay. <laughs> so, females, and I have been intimate with a female, but I am not in a relationship with a female. So I wouldn't say that I am, you know, like bi, I guess. Um, um, but I am. Uh, like I said, have gay tendencies. Um, so you can put that in a chart. And when, one of the things that I've been interested in is looking at birth charts and just seeing if we can identify um, our like sexual orientation. So um, for Missy, I can see for you, we have the same fifth house uh, Aquarius. And as I mentioned, fifth house is um, ruled by Uranus. So that has to do with spontaneity, that has to do with who we're attracted to and what we're attracted in. So we're interested in anything that is different. So 
Um, if there is something unique about you, whether you're male or female, then we're going to be attracted to that because it's like we see something in that individual and we're attracted to that. Um, and for who <laughs> do we want to, what I see in Pooh's chart? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so for Pooh, I see that, okay, your sexual attraction is meant only, but it's going to be like, okay, you can like you're you're like really straight, right? But you can see female, you can see, you can take value in a female body, and you can like appreciate the female body. Is that true? Person? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Look, it wasn't a real no. Uh, so would you consider yourself straight? No. Now, okay, so for you, I would say that a lot of that has to do with what I'm seeing is Mars in the fifth, right? But that Gemini in the eighth, it's almost like I haven't, I can't see in your chart if you've actually initiated into anything, right? Because Mars is in the fifth, but it's in Pisces. So a lot of what I'm seeing in your chart has to do with like, Did it really happen? So even to you, like, okay, in your relationships and things like that, it's not really, like, solid. It's not really, like, the interest is here nor there. Like, you can't really place it. Mm-hmm. You know how people have a type? Like, I know for me, I have a type. Like, I was a certain type of person that I'm interested in, right? But for you, it seems like it's a little bit more fluid than that. But I don't think that it's, it's not saying, it's not seeing to me, that is like gender oriented. To me, could that be because she's so indecisive in the first place? Translates <laughs> <laughs> to that. It could be that, but honestly, it could be that she herself doesn't know if she's male or female. And I'm not saying like you know anything of like okay, you're not identity, but like at some point you can be almost too much masculine and to where you question that to where it would be, okay, well, do I need a male or do I need a female? Who am I? What am I presenting as? Yeah. I see that now. <laughs> I see that one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple different ways of reading the birth chart, but like I said, that Mars and Pisces in the fifth with Gemini in the eighth is kind of like there's a lot to wrap your head around and there's a lot of steps to get worked out before you even like say who you would want to be with. But what I do see is a lot of like quick things. So like, I don't see that you've had many long term relationships. I see a lot of like quick flings. Yeah. I don't think I ever had a long relationship. Is that something that you desire, or is that something that like society says that you should have until you want it? Well, a relationship, a long relationship. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm indecisive about that. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's something I think about. Okay. Having a long relationship, but. Like I was telling him earlier, like I've never seen that with my mom. I've never seen my mom be in relationships growing up. So 
I kind of figured that that played a part in how I am now. Right. And honestly, though, I mean, you know, with the Pisces being in the fifth, you know how some people say, like, well, I'm in love with Jesus. Like, it could be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a nun. Oh, oh, but it's, but that, that's how my mom was. And, like, when her and my father split to when she got married 10 years ago. That's yeah, how she was. was. She was just strictly on the door. I mean, uh, so that's something that. That's something that like we need to be able to meet with your uh, with your mom's birth chart. Even if you only knew her birthday, you didn't have the time. We can look at certain of these uh, planets and see where they where they are, and just see how they're influencing you as well. That's one of the things that I talked about um, when I mentioned before about generational. Uh, I don't know, I don't want to say curses, but generational traumas. You know, things that we see that are passed down to us. So if it's not something that you want and you don't want relationships where you're just in love with religion or in love with Jesus or in love with, you know, that, then that's something that we can we can work on and just see different points and just work more on making decisions for you. Okay. I want stability. I don't want to be like this. <laughs> but remember she said you want you don't want to be the stable one. You just need, like, that stable person in your life. <laughs> exactly. Right. Seven in the house, you have... Yeah. Yep, you have seven. So that's where the stability comes in and the partner that, you know, that you can rely on. And that's also loyal. Because Taurus is about loyalty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, so for Jasmine... Um, so for Jasmine's chart, um, again, we're going to look at the fifth house, the eighth house. Um, we're going to look, um, depending on if you are, you know, straight or bi or pansexual and transsexual and all those different terms, um, there's a different way of looking at your chart, right? Um, but for you in the fifth house, it's going to have Capricorn, right? But it's going to have Neptune. So for me, I see something to where you're like dreaming a lot about another uh, gender, but not necessarily doing a lot of action, right? Because um, Capricorn is led by the planet um, Saturn. And so that has to do with like slow growth. So you are going to be attracted to people who are going to be like, there's a lot going on, right? There's a lot of like packs. There's a lot of like, a lot of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neptune also has to do with like uh, drugs and alcohol. So you could be either yourself or attracted to somebody that is an alcoholic or that likes drugs or alcohol. Um, <laughs> This is going to be. <laughs> I mentioned before is Aries, and again, that has to do with fire. It has to do with being like passionate. So when you do have sex or when you do make love, you're going to make love passionately. It's going to be like almost aggressive. It's not that like slow love making. In fact, like I don't, you don't really like that. It's not like okay, be slow and like. Pet me and like that kind of stuff. Like you don't want that show. She want to be that ass. Fuck up. Fuck in the ass. That's a oh my now. god. <laughs> <laughs> I 
would fit in in the whips and chains and like their pink or painful and like that kind of stuff. I don't know if you like to bite lips or things like that and like you know show a little bit of blood, but that would be also uh, maybe we mix that because that sounds like me. <laughs> oh man. I am oh, I'm about to be 32 and I still get hickeys, so. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, do we have any final questions? This is crazy. I mean, we can ask questions all night, but. Oh, yeah. man. Um, so also, um, just as far as one of the things, uh, or some of the things that I look at as far as sexuality or like gender, um, or sexual orientation, I mean, is, um, Aquarius or an Aquarius stellium, Aquarian, Aquarius stellium, which is, is a bunch of planets in, in Aquarius because, uh, Aquarius is about presenting themselves as like eccentric. And so a lot of them are going to be, you know, our, our gay community. And if you know or if you've heard anything about the Aquarian age, like we're moving away from the Piscean age and we're moving into the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. then you'll know that that's like a lot of the technological advances that we have. But that's also our own communities and our um, basically we're just becoming one. And so like the transgender community and also, you know, a lot of like um, just this fluid, fluidity itself, a lot of that is becoming because of the age of Aquarius. Have you heard about that? I've heard, um, like, a reference to it, especially when I was, like, studying religion and stuff a lot, but I didn't really know what it meant. But, yeah, I've heard of it. I just didn't know what it all means. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of seen that. Like, Yeah. Again, how I was mentioned in the cycles, but it's all of the zodiacs in one full cycle. It's about 2,000 or so years. Mm-hmm. So in in the last 2,000 or so years, we've had religion, right? Because like the quote-unquote birth of Jesus is the start of like zero in our day. So that's like the last 2,000 years. Well, the next 2,000 years is going to be an Aquarian. So that's going to be us, you know, robots taking over and, and all. So yeah, we haven't seen nothing yet because it's only been... Um, you know, a few years or so, it's like 2012-ish since we like really moved into this um, Aquarian age. So, I mean, it's still thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands years ago. So, we're going to see. I guess my final question, I don't know if you've looked at 2020 as a whole yet. Like, do you see, and I'm not just talking about us specifically, but maybe just in general, like how 2020 is going to be? Because I remember you when we were talking about the pregnancy, you were like, right now is like a weird time to be pregnant. So I didn't know if you looked at the year as a whole. So, yes, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been looking at what's been happening in this year just because a lot of astrologers have been following it. And it's kind of hard not to, you know, scroll on Instagram or scroll somewhere and see it just if you know what you're looking for. Um, they kind of, you know, just like the Mercury, Mercury retrogrades and things like that, you'll see a post and it kind of like alerts you to certain things. But the talk of 2020 has been this Saturn-Pluto um, conjunction in the sign of Capricorn. And that is, for all of us, our government 
structures and our foundation. So that has to do with our religions, it has to do with our government um, faculties and things like that. So it also has to do with uncovering secrets because it's Pluto and Saturn coming together. So a lot of what we've seen as far as, you know, the Catholic priests and, you know, you know that whole thing, a lot of what we see for impeachment and things like that, a lot of secrets are being uncovered and that's just um, on, a, on a wide range, but also in our personal lives. Um, the other thing is the sign of Jupiter going into Capricorn, which is what I mentioned. And that happened um, December 3rd, I want to say. Yes, I think that was December 3rd that Capricorn moved, um, Jupiter moved into Capricorn. So and that's going to be this next year. So we're going to be experiencing that until December of this, this year, um, end of this year. What's Jupiter into... Capricorn? Capricorn. What does that mean for the year? So Jupiter into Capricorn is, I mean, for everyone, I think that that's going to be a really good time to work on things. So Capricorn, again, is about our work and our foundation. And um, so it's going to mean that we're going to, like, have an influx of ideas as far as, like, how to get things done. But um, we could start to see a lot more building structures a lot more um earthquakes perhaps because of the fact that it has to do with our foundation and it's jupiter it just is like over an overabundance of, of just too much in the ground right like literal abundance in the ground um but also fertilization so it's also a lot of growth in general so in whatever areas of your life that is this uh, is going to be transiting you're going to want to take a look at that and just like make sure that you're taking advantage of it. Okay. So a year of growth and development then? Yes. It's a good year for that? Okay. Lots of, ch lots of changes. Okay. And if you are somebody that doesn't like changes, if you are somebody that doesn't like to be challenged, then this is going to be a difficult year for you. But if you like change, if you like challenge, then go with the flow, and it's going to be okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Anything else we done? Let's go dark for a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, will there be any funerals in 2020? You could just look at my chart. I don't think they want to know. Uh, okay. So, and honestly, answering that question is going to be difficult because wherever you see death is not necessarily in the person's chart that I'm reading. So, it will be in another person's chart. So, um, how you would read death is you would read death in that person's chart. So, if you were asking if you were ill, I would be more willing to look into your chart and say, okay, well, this is the area, this is how much time I see you. This and that kind of thing. Like this upcoming, if you had a surgery, I'll report it on this date, those type of things. But I don't I can't really predict a cousin, a second cousin dying because you know Jupiter is gonna be going back to the house. That's not really how it works. Okay. So it's this is a too broad of a question. It's too broad of a question, yes. If you had a specific question, then there's something that is called a horary chart, and that's basically what you're asking is predicting something, basically like a tarot reading, but it's with a natal chart. So I would push a button and I would predict myself and I would basically tell you who it is at that time and what it is. Okay. 
Is that on the one-on-one -on -one bookings? That's crazy. That's, That's wild. wild. Uh, the horary is uh, a type of reading. It's just so it's a separate. type I'm going to try the chart and that's something that you can book with me. Okay. Do you see anything bad in my chart? Like, just bad? <laughs> <laughs> Your whole life's going to go for shit. Oh, hell. <laughs> 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 You're fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, you're feeling like you did. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I see a lot happening in the house. I see a lot happening in your home life. I see a lot happening. Oh, man. Uh, of bad stuff. I don't see bad stuff. I just see, like, if you normally, okay, so in, in this chart, um, Jasmine, I see that you have periods of, like, not really depression, but, like, isolation. Like, you just sometimes go through long periods where you just don't feel like dealing with it. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be a year where you're going to get to do that. That sounds really <laughs> stressful for me because I need those periods. Yeah, so if you, yeah, so that might be the difficulty that you're going to be experiencing is that you're going to have to get stuff done. Okay. What about mine? What about mine? You said you didn't want to see nothing. I just want to know the bad stuff. I don't want to know what kind of bad stuff. Okay. Okay, so what I'm looking at specifically is this Saturn Pluto conjunction. And so, um, ooh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Never mind, take it back. Oh, shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> you gotta say it now. Mm -mm. Take it back. Wow. Okay, ooh. Oh, shit, no. I don't like the way you come at me. Stop, right now. Mm -mm. Okay, so there is a term called Saturn return. I know I mentioned that you were having a Venus return coming up. Um, a couple days, but you are actually in the middle of your Saturn return. And so in the sky right now, Saturn is at 26 degrees Capricorn. And you, my darling, were born at 25 degrees Capricorn. So the last year and a half, the last two years, life has been giving you a lot of lessons, like a lot. But it's in, the, it's in the house of, it's in the third house. So for you, it has to do with, um, I want to say your siblings, but I want to say it's like something that you are responsible for, or someone you're responsible for. Like you've had a lot to deal with. You've had a lot of responsibilities over the last two years, and it's not necessarily going to end because Saturn is still in Capricorn, and it's still teaching you lessons. With that being conjunct the planet Pluto, though, this is not a normal, typical Saturn return. Like, every one of us goes through a Saturn return, which is basically the planet Saturn returning to where it was at the time and place that we were born. And so every one of us is going to go through that at the age of 27, 28, 29 years old, depending on what degree your, your Capricorn, I mean, what degree your Saturn is. So if your Saturn was at 14 degrees, and you were born in the same generation, you would have already had your Saturn return. You know, your friends, you may have seen, already dealt with some of these things a lot earlier. Uh, but for you, this is what you're dealing with it now, but you have the Pluto conjunction, so you may have debts with that. Like, you may have had multiple debts or it may be coming up. 
I had multiple ones. <laughs> and the last two years. Say that again? I said I had multiple ones in the last two years. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully they're all behind you. God, I praise him. This is who? And today's date. Um, what we're looking at right here is this Saturn. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. And then Saturn here. So this green again is the transits. That's what's happening now. And you can see Saturn and Pluto is conjunct with the needle Saturn. So it's the same. And then you can read it on the chart here. So Saturn here, 25 Capricorn. And then you go across, it's 26 Capricorn. And that's with the conjunction of Pluto here. So you um, are definitely going to want to you know, look out for that just because um, a lot of the planets, well, not a lot of the planets, but some of our planets move faster than others, right? And so, um, like I mentioned before, the sun moves a degree um, a degree a day, and um, Pluto and Saturn is not a fast-moving planet. So Pluto stays in a sign, like I mentioned, for like generations, so the generational planets. Saturn stays in a sign uh, every seven years. So you would have been experienced for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say that Pluto got into Capricorn 2008 is what I said, and uh, 2012, 2014. Yeah, that's not my word. You had you had said, or well, you didn't say it on this on this show, but you were saying that I went through something traumatic in 2008, 2009. Remember? Is it bad that I don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Transformation or, you know, trouble doesn't always have to be memorable. I mean, they have to do something to us and uh, um, transform, but it doesn't have to be something that you remember. For a lot of us, it's internal. Anything else? You scared to ask questions now? (laughs) 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 Well, this was like four hours. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't thank you enough for bearing with us. You know, we we were going to come with the questions. <laughs> but you're amazing, and I knew you were going to be amazing, and I wanted everyone to see your amazingness. And um, you do offer your services, so I want you to kind of tell us about that and tell us where people can find you if they have questions. Okay. Um, so I do... Um, actually uh, three different type of readings. So I do um, astrological readings and I do human design readings and that is a whole other piece in itself and a different type of chart in its entirety and it's a different way of um, reading our energy. Um, and another uh, type of reading is uh, astrocartography. And so that is taking your natal chart and putting it on a map and basically telling all of your birth energies, um, basically where you travel to, where in the world you would be most likely to find your partner and you know where you would find abundance in work and things like that, putting it on an actual um, map. Um, and so those are the three different types of readings that I do, astrology, human design, and astrophotography. 
And all of those um, can be found on my website at logicalmermaid.com. And there's a way that you can read a little bit about each of the readings and also a way that you can just um, send me an email and just ask me any questions you may have before booking a session. Yeah, and I'm going to put all of your information in the description box so you guys will have it. And you're on IG at Logical Mermaid, correct? I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, and I left Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say or let us know or anything else? No, I just want to say thanks for having me on. I know that you guys were talking and, you know, having an astrologer in, you know, some time on the season, but I'm glad you guys made me the first, I guess, the first <laughs> guest to come back season two with you guys. And it's been a blast. Um, I'm a secretive person myself, so if I didn't give you, you know, too much information about myself, um, that's just because I don't want to do it on a public platform. But whenever you get uh, or get readings from me, I do give information about myself, and I'm a lot more open on a one-on-one kind of uh, setting. So I look forward to working with any of you guys that look, um, are interested in astrology. And thanks so much for having me on. Aww, thank you yes, and thank, thank you so you. much for the charts so, i'm gonna so blow mine up and frame it it was so beautiful yeah. <laughs> and you definitely got our minds rolling mm-hmm. are, when, we book, when we book our sessions with you are they 30 60 90 minutes like those are the options that i have yes <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah and i'll link to all of that stuff so okay awesome if you guys want to reach out to her then we'll have the information available for you thank you bye thank you ma'am <laughs> uh i'm jay garner books on facebook instagram and twitter i'm say it's cool actually I am missy.space.ent on Instagram and Lemon. <laughs> Where can they find Lemon? Are you going to wonder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. But remember, guys, we do have our new website up. That was exciting mm-hmm. and scary at the same time. Oh, I'm scary about it. How real it was? How. Best point it was. Woo! It's like you know me my whole life, right? Yeah. She was like sex. Just sex. Just okay, how simple can it get? But yeah, um, yeah, follow us our new website. We'll get it pretty soon, but for right now it's up. And of course follow us drippin.s.podcast on IG mm-hmm. and drippin sex pod on Facebook and Twitter. And we will see you next week where we will be talking about BDSM again. So if you have any questions or something popped up from watching the first BDSM episode in season one, just let us know. DM us or whatever. Email us. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Getting back to the kinky shit next week. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. So, yeah. That was a lot. Thank you for riding with us with that one. That was an amazing start to the season and it yeah. gave us a lot to think about and I'm all about hopefully it gave y'all a lot to think about too <laughs> well, that information is by the end of the season I'm going to be better than a C minus I, I didn't give you C minus I gave you a regular C oh regular C okay well yeah <laughs>
Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking out for the season premiere, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> 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 <laughs>